Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. Today is episode 80 of the podcast, and it's entitled, When You Worry About the Things That You Can't Control, The Things That You Can't Control Begin to Control You. You know, for so many years as a single person, when I was, especially as a younger single person, I would worry about so many things that I couldn't control. I felt that everybody had to fit in my box. Like I felt that if they weren't doing the things which they said they were doing, that it was my job to fix it. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous now, but it really was. And I would spend so much time worrying and being frustrated of why the world wasn't working the way that I wanted it to work. Well, has the world ever worked the way any of us have wanted it to work? Has it? I mean, has everybody always done every little thing that you've wanted them to do? It's like, for example, if somebody cuts you off on the road and and especially get, you know, gives you a certain hand gesture, you have two choices. You can get upset. You can get frustrated. You can honk at them. I guess you get a lot of choices. And you can choose to stew about that the entire day. But for the most part, whatever people are doing has nothing to do with you. That person that cuts you off, like they're, they might be in a hurry to get somewhere. They might, they might have honestly wanted to make you mad. There are certain people in the world that because their lives are just so outside of their control, they try to do anything they can to control you. They try to manipulate I mean, maybe you've dated somebody that just was, you know, just was manipulative. They tried everything and, and it was all about them and nothing about you. There's a chance that they had zero control in their life. And so they wanted to control the relationship. I mean, I want you guys to think about as we're talking today, like where in your life are you not allowing other people just to live their lives. And where in your life are you making it about you? I mean, we, we use the adage, like if your friend jumped off the bridge, would you? Well, the answer is no. But we do it all the time. If your friend's upset, if your friend's mad, like, are you allowing that to control your life? We think that, you know, now, now talking to, I'm not a parent, but I know there's plenty of parents out there that are super frustrated and they believe their kids are a projection of themselves. Now, if that were the case, then Cain probably would have been a lot better of a kid. <laughs> I mean, if Cain was truly a projection of Adam, who was a prophet that walked with God, then he probably would have not murdered his brother. Well, we don't hear that Adam, you know, freaked out the entire book of, you know, the entire portions of chapters of in Genesis. Why? Because he probably understood that Cain also had his agency. Don't get me wrong, he probably mourned the loss of both of his sons. You know, the, the physical loss of his son Abel and the spiritual loss of his son Cain. But I don't think he sat there and be like, and maybe he did for a little bit. Like I said, I'm not a parent, 
I'm, I'm going out on a limb here with some of the stuff I'm saying, but it's coming to me, so we're just going to go with it. I, I really don't. I think so often we feel like this guilt of having to be a better person. Oh, if only I was a better person, this person would have made different choices. I mean, every one of us has had friends in our life that have made different choices. Does that mean that you're a bad person and that you influenced them? No. I mean, oftentimes you might have actually influenced them more for the good and made their choices not as bad as they could have been. Why do we worry about things that we can't control? I mean, the picture that just came to my mind, it's like, whatever Peanuts character walks around with, uh, maybe, I think it's, I don't know, might, might have been another cartoon, but like an actual cloud over your head. And we worry about it. We're like, oh, well, that, that must have something to do with me. If my kid is sad, then I am sad. You don't have to be. I mean, you know, I know some of you out there are in relationships. And there's sometimes this idea that we have to help people be happy. That seems absurd to me now. Why? Because it never worked in the first place. You can serve them, you can do things to help them, but it's almost like if they're happy, you owe it to them, or if they're upset, you owe it to them to also be upset. It's not okay for me to be happy when other people aren't. And so you make it like your mission and like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help this person to be happy. Well, when you put that much energy and effort and emotion into it and it doesn't work out, you're, you're probably going to be even more frustrated. What if it were okay to just let people live their lives? What if it were truly okay to simply say, hey, this thing might be a really awesome thing for you, but if, if you don't want it, that's okay. You know, when it comes to other people, I have, I really do just love helping and serving people. I just love helping people wake up to the idea that they can have so much more in their lives. And there was a time that I would truly say, like, I would coach somebody even if it killed me. But the adage of you can drag a, you can drag a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Notice I changed it. Not lead a horse to water, but drag, because that's what we're usually trying to do. Stop dragging people. Let them have their experience. Do you know how much, you know how much calmer and nicer my life has been since I've stopped trying to force people that could use coaching to coach with me? So much better. Nobody wants to be forced to do anything. I mean, I'd actually love that again. Like, you can drag a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You can drag a person to get them to do what you want them to do or what you think you want them to do, but it doesn't mean they're going to be happy. And what if you're wrong? I mean, I've, I've had well-meaning people in my life try to like influence me and, and help me to make different decisions that were not for my good. They thought it was for my best interest, but it was not. You don't know what somebody else is going through. 
I don't know what somebody else is going through. We need to let other people have their experience and allow ourselves to have a separation from that experience. You know, I I recently heard a story about a person that their older child was going through some harder things. And the parent didn't make it about them. It didn't, they didn't make it about them at all. They simply said, okay, what, what can I do to help? When you begin to understand that what other people do has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them, that's where happiness comes from. You know, I had this insight the other day when I was, I was speaking to a client. And I had the insight, even the savior of the world, who I would argue his mission of saving the world and saving me was far more important than any mission I'll ever have. Even he didn't walk up to people and say, hey, do you understand what I'm going to do for you? Do you realize the pain and suffering and everything I'm going to do for you? Can't do that. He didn't go guilting people around, dragging them to what what he, he actually knew was best for them. He didn't do that. He didn't go up to people and say, hey, you, you have to do this. We're talking about your eternal salvation is at stake here. Why? Well, because he understood that people had their agency. I mean, funny enough, the the Savior came so that people would have their agency. And that's the very thing sometimes that we try to take away from people. We try to take away their experiences of life. We all have natural consequences. Hey, I've had many natural consequences in my life. I've gone through many hard and challenging things. But I am where I am now because of going through those challenging things. Maybe there were easier ways I could have learned the lessons. You know, like, every one of us at one point comes back and we're like, oh man, if only I would have listened to this particular thing, I would be so much better off. But you don't even know that. Like, we could go into alternative realities until until the world ends. Every single tiny step that you take is going to change your direction. And every single tiny step someone else takes is going to change their direction. The best thing to do with anybody is to love them. To simply love them. Don't force them to change so it makes you look better. Now, I know from what I've seen, many parents out there, they do fall into this trap of wanting to... Like having to make sure their kids appear good so they appear good. And I've also heard how how people talk at workplaces and such and be like, well, I can't believe, you know, your your kid's doing this thing with his life, and I can't believe your kid's doing this thing with his life. And and sometimes if you allow it, that pressure could probably get to you. But you know the funny thing? If the people around you are literally following the path that they feel is best for them, 
that's that's going to make them happy. Would it, wouldn't you want nothing more than just having them at least be happy and allowing them to live their guided life, even if it looks nothing like yours? My mentor, Michael Neal, tells a story about you know a time when he met this man, Sid Banks, who, after he had this amazing, amazing epiphany and this beautiful experience, ended up moving to this to Salt Spring Island, so this island up in Washington, and just living his life there. And my, my mentor was like, oh man, I don't want to have to do that. And one of his mentors was like, why in the world would, would you be directed? And, you know, using his words, since it's his story, like by inner wisdom to live the exact same life that Sidney Banks did. Why in the world would Heavenly Father inspire your child or your friends or whoever it is that you're struggling with thinking that you have to change? Why in the world would He inspire them to do the same path that you've done? He wants their happiness. I mean, I, I, I've heard of experiences where somebody has like, this amazing, amazing, amazing opportunity in front of them. And it's not what calls to them. And they turn it down. The experience that everybody else would be like, no, I have to have that. Well, is it possible that they're guided by a loving Heavenly Father the same way that you are? What if you could just point them more to that? And there was a person going through a, a very, very intense situation with a loved one. And all I did, all that kept coming up for me is point them back to the Spirit. And point this other person and have them point their person to the Spirit. That is all that we can do, is we can simply point other people back to the Spirit. If you have a really, really good feeling at saying, go forward, that feeling of peace, that feeling of joy, that feelings, all those feelings in Galatians 5.22. And if it feels yucky, like you're walking into a bad neighborhood, I don't care how overwhelming that yucky feeling is. That just means to stop. For those loved ones that you have, all you can do is point them back to the Spirit. And every one of us has loved ones in our lives that are struggling. Because we ourselves, we have our own struggles, so of course everyone around us is going to have their struggles. Point them back to that. Point them back to that inner voice, that inner spirit, whatever it is you want to call it. That is everything. It doesn't matter because that's the only thing that people oftentimes listen to. Sometimes. <laughs> because sometimes they don't even choose to listen to that. We don't want to be told what to do. 
there's a scripture, and this is from like 2,400 years ago. And it says, oh, how marvelous are the works of the Lord. And this is in a book called the Book of Mormon in a, script, a place called Mosiah 8, verse 20 and 21. Oh, how marvelous are the works of the Lord. And how long doth he suffer with his people? Yea, and how blind and impenetrable are the understandings of the children of men. For they will not seek wisdom, neither, neither do they desire that she should rule over them. Now, what I'm seeing in that verse a little bit differently is, well, how long the Lord himself suffers with us? Because we're not, we're not following wisdom. We're not following the Spirit. We're not doing as we're directed. Well, so even as parents and friends and relatives, we too are sometimes going to suffer with the people in our lives that aren't following what they feel guided and directed to do. And so what happens? The next verse says, Yea, there is a wild flock which fleeth from the shepherd, and scattereth and are driven and are devoured by the beast of the forest. So because we don't listen to the Spirit, because we don't listen to this still small voice, we're driven to and fro, and, and we're even devoured by wild beasts. All kinds of other things out there that when we get too far off our path, there are some beasts out there, and there are some crazy things. Now, I want to read to you a few definitions of the word suffer, because this is what I'm really seeing as I'm reading this verse right now. It says, this is according to Webster's Dictionary, the 1828 version. And it says, to feel or bear what is painful, disagreeable, or distressing, either to the body or mind, to undergo. The next, the next, um, the next description says to endure, to support, to sustain, or not, not to sink under. The third one says to allow, to permit, not to forbid or hinder. The another one says to undergo, to be affected by, and the last one says to sustain, or to to be affected by. What I kind of read, what I kind of heard as I read it this time was, you know, he endures. And there's another, another word from a newer definition that says even tolerate. But what if we could, what if we could simply allow or suffer people to have their experience of life? I mean, if... If the Savior himself can allow us and suffer us to have our experience of life, can't we allow other people to do the same? Can't we allow them to have their experience of life? I mean, what I love about reading um, scriptures is how they hit us differently. And you guys have probably noticed on these podcasts when something just kind of hits me differently. And that one, that one did because it's saying, hey, just allow them to have their experience. How cool is that? We are so led. We are so guided all the time. So when it comes to other people, simply allow them to have their experience of life. And I know for some, you might be saying, Joseph, you don't understand. You don't understand how hard it is. Well, maybe I don't. 
But if I'm right, there's hope. And if if you're right, then you're going to struggle for a long time. If you feel there's no way out of your pain that is being caused by your perceptions and your thinking about what somebody else is doing in their life, then you're going to be stuck in that thinking for a long time. And that is your choice. Even these days, I don't try and pull people out of their strugglings. Because it doesn't work. And I realize some of this stuff might might seem a bit harsh for some of the people listening. Just because people around you are struggling and suffering does not mean that you have to. What if suffering simply meant to allow, to allow these other people to experience? There are people in the world that can allow somebody to have their experience of life. And so can you. Now, if you have a more specific situation and you want to come on our weekly call that's generally Mondays at 11 a.m. Arizona time, hey, come talk to me. I'm, I'm happy to talk more in detail. I mean, when it's a podcast, I, don't, I, I just kind of go with what I feel. I can't, I can't do anything more than that. So now that we've talked a little bit about people, I want to talk to you guys about circumstances. Guys, sometimes things just happen. You know, I had an instance on, and, and yes, sometimes things might mean something, sometimes they don't. I don't know. I don't know if, like, because, I mean, there's been, I remember hearing a story about the, uh, there was a, a man that went to London for his first time, and when he was there, he happened to get in an accident and died. Does that mean that he was on the wrong path? Does that mean he didn't make the right choices? I don't know. I don't think so. I think life just happens. You know, I, I think about I think about the part in Groundhog Day where there's an where there's a man that Bill Murray keeps trying to save. It's a homeless older man. And the man ends up dying regardless of what he does. And finally one of the nurse says nurses said to him, Hey, Sometimes people just die. And, and I think that was put in there because there's a lot in the world that we can't control. There's so much that we can't control. I believe that no matter what we go through, Heavenly Father makes it for our good. But when we start making it about everything and saying, well, this happened because this happened. I mean, like I haven't sprained my ankle playing basketball in a really long time. But on Monday, we were playing a game of three-on-three, and I was going after a rebound. Nobody touched me. I didn't land on anybody. My my foot slipped to the side as I was running after the ball, and I, I sprained my ankle pretty bad. Nobody touched me. Nobody did anything. I mean, everybody actually afterwards, like, everyone stood around like I was almost faking it because it really was like nothing, nothing had happened. 
sometimes things just happen. And, and I think other times, like, Heavenly Father really does use things to wake us up. It's like we're not listening, we're not listening, we're not listening. I mean, years ago, I, I had a project that I felt like I really needed to get done. And I, my, I was working out a lot. I was playing sand volleyball, ice hockey, basketball, and lifting weights heavy. And my, my shoulder was on fire. Like it was just on fire all the time. So like that alone was saying, hey, Joseph, stop. But I kept pushing through and, and I ended up um, partially tearing part of uh, a muscle in my shoulder. Well, then the project that Heavenly Father wanted me to get done got done pretty quickly after that. <laughs> it's, it's funny how stuff like that works out sometimes. But, but coming back to this, like, sometimes things just happen. I believe we can go to Heavenly Father and say, hey, is there something that you wanted me to get from this? Or is this something that just happened? You know, I know recently there's been a lot of challenges and heartaches in the world. And sometimes people even ask themselves, is, you know, is there a God? Because why would a God let these things happen? Well, the reason God lets those things happen is because of agency. You know, the adversary had a plan and his plan was to make everybody be perfect and do everything that they needed to so they could return to God and he'd get all the glory. I don't know how that would have even happened because you can't, I mean, we can't even force a little kid to do anything. I can't force anybody to do anything. So I don't know how that was going to happen. But I'm really grateful for the Savior's plan that we got to come down to earth and live our life and get dirty and make mistakes and make choices. Why, why in the world is there so much suffering in the world? Because of agency. The Lord can only intervene with our permission in plenty of cases. Not all cases. I'm, I'm not telling God what he can or can't do, just to clarify. But I really do believe that we have to invite him into our lives. And he allows us to go through experiences. And some of the poor choices that we make were our poor choices. Like some of the poor consequences were because of our poor choices. But there's so much in the world that we can't control. I mean, I, I really do. I always point people back to the Spirit. What are you being guided and directed to do? I mean, what's an instance in your life that you feel, oh, this thing happened in my life, and because this happened, my life will never be the same? I mean, for years, I, I felt that, you know, because I didn't play sports in high school, if, if only I'd done that, that my life would have been different. The truth was, if I would have just started doing the things I wanted to do and stopped having so much thinking about not playing sports in high school, which is something that you know, a lot of other opportunities came up instead that were I, I felt better about, 
that just kind of opened up in my path that have helped me so much now. You can't go down every single road. You just can't. And you can't know what's best for, like, what would have happened if one thing didn't happen in your life. You can control how much work you put out, but you can't control what comes out of it. I can control how many oranges I put into a juicer. I can't control how, many, how much juice I get out of those oranges. Some might have just had a little bit of juice. Others might have had a lot. I can't control that. You know, Byron Katie says there's three types of business in the world. Your business, my business, and God's business. And what she considers God's business is everything that we can't control. Guys, I'm telling you, when you stop worrying about trying to control everybody in your life and everything in your life, if you would just control the things that you do have control over, the areas of your life that you want to show up, you know, if you happen to have a hardship or you know, go through an accident, just do the best you can. We don't get to choose the things that we go through in this life. And we start worrying about, oh, well, if I take this action, then this is going to happen. If I take this action, if I start talking about this, then this is going to happen. Oh, knock on wood, because I said this word. If you're guided and you feel peace about doing something, it's good. It doesn't matter what comes out of that, because you don't know what was supposed to come out of that. You know, I know there's people out there that have children that are just making really, really horrible choices. That has nothing to do with you as a parent. Whatever anyone else is doing is their business. The only part of that that's your business is your thinking. Well, turn it over to the category of being God's business. Let him deal with it. Let him deal with your tiniest rem morsel of remorse, doubt, regret, fear. Because if you're focusing and worrying about all the things that you messed up in the past by not being the perfect mom, by not being the perfect dad, you're taking away the value and the gift of the present moment. Because you're not in the present moment. You're so worried about the, your past and everything that you have no control over. The past is a, a decent place to learn from. The future is a good place to plan for. And the present is the best place to live. Because it's the only thing you can do anything about. I mean, if I sat here and thought about all the terrible choices that I've made in my life and all the things that I wish I would have done differently, I'm probably not going to be very happy.
But instead, if I simply said, well, man, I've wanted to play guitar all these years. I'm just going to start playing each day. Oh, man, I've wanted to do this thing. Oh, I'm just going to start doing that. Oh, man, I've wanted to do this other thing. Well, go start living your life, guys. I think a lot of times we, we reach out and try to control almost other people because we don't feel like we have control of our own life. I mean, I've had experiences where it's like, oh, if only this person wouldn't have done this thing, my life would have been different. No, the truth was, if I had simply listened to the spirit that said, hey, Joseph, don't make this choice. Like, anytime you feel agitated, frustrated, just overwhelmed, is a really, really, really bad time to make a big decision. Anytime you feel overwhelmed, frustrated, it's a time to pull out a good book, to turn on a show, to do something that gets you back in the present moment. For me personally, reading like just does that. If I pull out a, a book and just start reading it, it does that for me. There's this reset that kind of happens. There's not much we can really control in life, guys. Except what you're going to do. The actions that you're going to put out into the world. If you want to write a book, but feel that you can't because, oh, you messed something up years ago and you should have started years ago, or you want to start a podcast, but you should have started years ago, just start now. Your frustration and your upset and all the negative energy that you have in your life is not caused by other people. It's caused by your worrying about what, what everyone else is doing. Like, and everybody else is doing the best they know how given their thinking at the time. It's like when, so what areas of other people's lives are you spending time worrying about? I mean, if you want to sit down like with a piece of paper and pencil, you can even sit down and write them out. I mean, how much time are you spending and investing into somebody else's life that you have no control over? I mean, recently my, uh, my soccer team got pummeled by their arch rival. So my, my team's Arsenal. And they got pummeled by their arch rival. Well, yeah, I was annoyed and frustrated because if they won that game, they, they would have been in the Champions League, which they haven't been in for a long time. But I also realized, like, I couldn't control that. And it was frustrating to see that you know, one of their guys in the first like 30 minutes got a red card by making a really silly choice. He basically body checked the guy in front of him with his arm. <laughs> like it was uh, pretty obvious. But that's not going to serve me. 
Or how on just a few days after that, the Phoenix Suns, fortunately, I, I didn't even watch the game. I was going to watch it the next day, but got just obliterated, but didn't even show up. I can't control that. I mean, come on the podcast and joke around a little bit about it, but it's like, oh man, that's too bad they didn't show up. There's people that spend hours ranting and raving about how their sports team isn't doing what they want it to do. Guys, we have zero control. I, I love sports as much as the next guy. But listening to the people rant and rave about how their sports team didn't do this and how it's going to be a bad day, like, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, you stay there for a little bit. When I was there probably for a good 10, 20 minutes on the first game, and like I said, I, I didn't have any emotional investment in the second one because I didn't watch it. You can't control your sports teams, and it would seem absurd to think you can. You can't control your children. You can't control your parents. You can't control what anybody else chooses to do with their life. I want to stress that last point. What anyone else chooses to do with their life. Their life is not a reflection of you. Their life is a reflection of their choices, their desires, and what it is that they want. So stop making their life about you. Their life has nothing to do with you. There are plenty of people that have children that have made a lot of poor choices or parents that have made a lot of poor choices or even that follow sports teams that always lose that have lived a wonderful, happy, and enjoyable life. The more you understand what you have control over, which is hardly anything, and what you don't have control over, changes your life. Stop using everybody else in your life as a reason that you can't do what you want to do. There's always a way. I mean, I, I hear of parents that say they can't spend time on the things they love to do, yet you find them plenty of time on social media or, you know, watching tons of TV or other things, everybody finds time to do what they want to do. And if you want to challenge me on that, hey, come to the, come to the Happy and Single call on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. You can go to the happyandsingle.com website and it has the schedule there. Come on, like, it, you're, you're more, I, I don't mean that in the way of like, hey, come challenge me. I mean that in a way of Hey, the more you explore the edges of your world, the more your world grows. And the world becomes a much funner and happier place. I mean, truly look at the edges of your world and look at where are you allowing other people to influencing, influence you? Where are you allowing other people to control you? And what if you didn't? I love the song by Pink called All, All I Know So Far. That says, I wish I would have known that my life was mine to choose. Guys, it doesn't matter whether you're 17 listening to this 
50, 70, or 97. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best is now. But the best time to worry about what somebody else is doing with their life is never. I love what Joseph Smith, an early prophet of the church, said. He said, I teach them principles, I teach them correct principles and allow them to govern themselves. Once you teach them correct principles and done the best you can, let it be, guys. Do the best you can and also let it be. If you want to go through and listen to the song, let it be. Um, it says let it be a lot. And, and one funny note on the end with of Control, if you guys have ever seen the movie Yesterday... It's a movie where everybody forgets the songs of the Beatles except like a few people and only one of them can actually play them. And he's sitting down to play Let It Be, which is a very iconic song by the Beatles. And you know what's happening in the background? Like, So keep in mind, his parents have never heard the song before. They don't know about the Beatles. The Beatles didn't exist in this particular movie. And he's sitting and playing Let It Be. And, you know, his, his parents are just sitting talking like it's nothing. And 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 then a, a neighbor comes over and he's like, hey, can I get, you know, can I get a drink? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll do this. And and the guy playing the piano is getting super frustrated. He's like, guys, come on. I'm playing Let It Be. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. You know, people are saying, oh, didn't he quit playing? Didn't he quit being a musician? Like, all this stuff is happening in the background. If you've seen it, you know what scene I'm referring to. And it's hilarious. But there comes a point, he's like, guys, seriously, this is, let it be. You guys are a part of history. But they didn't know that. He was trying to control things that he could not control. He was trying to get people to actually enjoy listening to him play, let it be. What if he would have just enjoyed let it be and let people be? Just let people be. Let yourself be. And whatever you have felt guided to do as you've listened to the podcast today, I would invite you to go and do it. Those areas of your life that you're trying to control, those people in your life that you're trying to control, let it be, guys. And you're going to experience an entirely different aspect of life. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then, that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more 
one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.